Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo with you here again. The O oh, the Pain podcast for Monday, December 27th, 2021. As uh, we are uh, fastly uh, closing in on the new year. Hope everybody had a great uh, Christmas weekend and, and all of that. And the Joe Beningo O oh, the Pain podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Beach Camera, and by Anita Tire. Before we get into the Jets' win yesterday, 26-21 over the Jaguars, and start breaking it down and uh, look at the NFL from uh, uh, Week 16, as a bunch of teams yesterday have now uh, clinched uh, division titles and playoff spots. We'll get to all of that. Uh, so far, six teams in the NFL have clinched at least a playoff spot. So uh, we'll get to all that before we're done today. But before I even get to breaking down the Jet game, just a couple things. Number one. Any Jet fan that's sitting there and is and, and is upset that they won this game yesterday because of draft positioning, do me a favor, go root for another freaking team, all right? You know, they're not looking for a quarterback this year. There's no great quarterbacks out there anyway, at least according to what the experts say, and the experts don't always really know what they're talking about when it comes to the NFL draft, especially when it comes to talking about quarterbacks. But this team is going to have two more than likely top 10 first-round picks. Seattle lost again yesterday to the Bears. They blew a 10-point lead in that game in the snow. In uh, Seattle, they wound up losing 25-24 to on a crazy two-point conversion by the Bears at the end. You know, they're sitting there at, what are they, 5-10 and 10 now? They're going to be a top 10 pick? Seattle, where are they going? I mean, give me a break. And I doubt the Jets are going to win either of the two games they got left. That, of course, against Tampa Bay at MetLife on Sunday and then wrapping it up in Buffalo in a game that the Bills are probably going to have to win to win the division. It's probably going to shake out that way. So the chances are almost 100% that the Jets have won their last game of the 2021 season and they're going to finish 4-13. and So give me a break. They're going to have two top 10 first-round picks it doesn't matter what the number is in the pick. It's who they pick. And so far, looking at the Joe Douglas draft, the, the two drafts, the first one has been a disaster. I mean, Mekhi Beckett can't even get on a damn field. He hasn't played all year, except for about a half in the opener against Carolina. Denzel Mims is an absolute waste. I mean, you talk about a waste of a second-round pick. That's Denzel Mims. You know, Ashton Davis, he didn't play because of the COVID insanity. But at least he's been on the field, but he's no great shakes. Bryce Hall actually is a player who they got in the fifth or sixth round, whatever it was. But Hall would have been a lot higher if not for being injured his senior year at Virginia. So the first draft was nothing to get excited about. That's for sure. This draft, this past one, his second one looks pretty good. I mean, if Zach Wilson turns into the quarterback, we hope he does. You got Elijah Tucker, who looks really good, even though he didn't play yesterday because of the COVID insanity. Uh, he certainly, as an offensive lineman, he's been really good. We all know how good Elijah Moore is. Hopefully, we'll see him. I think he's due to come off the uh, injured reserve. Hopefully, we see him for the last two games of the season. And obviously, Michael Carter, 
and who had a tremendous game yesterday, really looks like the real deal. Even the other Michael Carter, the defensive back who didn't play again because of the COVID stuff, uh, he looks like a player. So one draft looks brutal. The second draft looks pretty damn good. Now Joe Douglas has got to go out there again and nail it with the draft. So they're going to have two top 10 picks in the first round. It doesn't matter if they have the fourth pick in the draft, the you know the fourth and the eighth pick, the fifth and the tenth pick. It doesn't matter. You got to pick the right freaking guys, and that's the bottom line. So far, Joe Douglas, one out of two uh, with his draft classes. At least that's the way it looks at this point in time. Okay. How to get that in there. Number two, before we break the game down, and I yelled about this last week, sign Braxton Barrios. Get There's two weeks left in the season. The Jets cannot allow this kid to get the free agency. He is a terrific player. We saw it yesterday, 103-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. He had a couple other really good returns as well. He also caught five passes for 37 yards, including – what I thought was the biggest play in this game, third and nine, Jets are up two points, 23-21. It turned out to be their final possession of the game, third and nine, a first down conversion. They had to have, if they don't convert that first down there, they would not have won this game. And uh, Wilson hits Berrios on a perfect pass over the middle for about 12 yards on third and nine. Berrios gets lit up on the play, holds on to the ball for a huge first down. Eventually, the Jets would score the field goal that put them ahead 26-21, and they needed that because, as we know, the Jaguars wind up the game ended on on the Jet one-yard line when all was said and done. Sign Braxton Barrios. This guy is a winning player. He can do everything for you on special teams, as a wide receiver, even running that Jet sweep, the reverses, the kind of stuff that he's done this year. This is a glue guy. This is a winning player. These are the kind of players that you have to have on your team if you're going to be a championship caliber team. And you know this is going to happen. You could take this to the bank. If they let Braxton Barrios get away to become a free agent, uh, our buddy Mr. Belichick up in Foxborough, well, I know he was cut by the Patriots initially, but this guy's a much different player now. Our buddy Belichick in Foxborough will jump on him. And can't you see him playing for Bill catching about 90 to 100 passes a year, as I've said this before, as he fills the Julian Edelman-Wes Welker role. Can't you see that? And, of course, he'll be killing the Jets twice a year for the rest of our lives. Sign freaking Barrios. Hey, Joe, sign freaking Barrios. You couldn't wait to sign John Franklin Myers, okay? Go freaking sign Barrios. And I'm going to give you another guy they got to bring back, too, okay? Tevin Coleman, because this guy is a terrific player. What a one-two punch they have running the football with Tevin Coleman and Michael Carter. Pretty damn good. Coleman had a heck of a game yesterday as well, running the ball. Also had some terrific kick returns. Him and Barrios as kick returners. Oh, that's a pretty good one-two punch there. You know, a returning kickoffs. That's another guy they need to bring back. Tevin Coleman. He's another that type of guy. Not a great player, but a winning player the kind of player that championship caliber teams need. So, hey, Joe, sign Barrios as soon as possible. Bring back Tevin Coleman as well. Both of these guys, I think, are instrumental going forward in being key cogs for this team as they get better and better. Okay, 
the Joe Beningo Ode of Pain podcast. Let's let's get to this football game. Yesterday, to me, was the blueprint on how the Jets need to run their offense. Take a look at what John Harbaugh, and I know right now the, the Ravens are reeling. They've lost four in a row. The COVID thing really has hit them. Lamar's been hurt. All of that, even Hunley was out yesterday. They had to sign Josh Johnson off the Jets practice squad to be their starting quarterback yesterday as they got whacked by the Red Hot Bengals. And by the way, how good is Joe Burrow? He's pretty damn good. With that said, the blueprint for the Jets offensively, look at what they're doing in Baltimore. John Harbaugh has tailored his, his offense to suit the, the uh, strengths of Lamar Jackson. And the strengths of Lamar Jackson are very similar to what the strengths of Zach Wilson are. Zach Wilson has tremendous escapability in the pocket. We saw it yesterday, uh, how he didn't get sacked on what turned out to be that 52-yard tiptoe touchdown uh, run down the sidelines. I have no idea. His escapability is tremendous. Even on the touchdown pass to Connor McDermott, how about that? I mean, McDermott can't block anybody, but he could sure catch the ball, and that was not an easy catch for that touchdown. Not the greatest throw by Zach, but even on that play, a fourth down play that they had to have because Ron Middleton, I'm sorry, stupidly uh, gave up two easy field goals to go for it on fourth down near the goal line, and, and it almost came back to bite them in this football game. And thank God it didn't, but it came close to doing that. I know you want to be aggressive, but there's times you got to be a little smarter than being aggressive all the time. But, you know, we'll get to that with with Middleton and and, uh, and that whole deal. But this is how the Jets have to play. They have to play like Zach Wilson is Lamar Jackson. He's never going to be a great pocket passer. You know, we saw Trevor Lawrence yesterday. Of course, the Jets had no pass rush against him at all. But you saw that he could be a polished guy in the pocket. I don't see that with Zach Wilson. He's going to be that kind of guy that needs to get away from the pressure and make things happen, you know, with his feet and his arm, you know, getting away and getting out of the pocket. He's never going to be, I don't see it, a straight pocket passer. And it would be a big mistake, a big mistake. It would be a big mistake if the Jets, you know, try to force this kid to be something that he's really not. He's not a straight pocket passer. That's not what this kid does well. So take a look at the blueprint of what what the Ravens are doing with Jackson in Baltimore. Take a look at that blueprint, okay? And that's how the Jets need to run their offense. They got a solid offensive line. They can run the football. We saw it yesterday. And I know the Jaguars, look, look, I know it's the Jaguars. They're the worst team in the NFL. I get it. But the Jets ran for 273 yards yesterday. 118 by Carter. Obviously, Wilson had 91. Coleman had a solid game, rushed for about 52, but I think it was 52 yards in this game. This is what the Jets need to be. They need to be a run-first team. They have a very good offensive line. They really really do. George Fance had a terrific year. They didn't have their two guards yesterday, and they still ran the ball well. Vera Tucker and Devonde Tardif, however you say his name, both of these guys are good. It's unfortunately unfortunate Connor McGovern got hurt yesterday. He, you know, I've been down on him at center, but he's been playing a lot better. He got hurt late in the game. He looks like he may be done for the year. They got to upgrade at that center position. I've talked about the center out of Iowa, Lederbaum. If the Jets can find a way to get him, I don't know. He's probably going to be a first-round pick. I don't know if you want to take a center with a, a pick in the top 10. I don't know about that. 
but but he looks you know they need to upgrade at that center position and maybe you know you could move Becton if he ever plays again to right tackle if not Morgan Moses is pretty good this is what to me the Jets have to be offensively you know Mike LaFleur message to Mike LaFleur don't force Zach Wilson to play in your system you adjust your system to the strengths of Zach Wilson and his team and to me the strength of this offense is running the football behind a pretty solid offensive line with a quarterback that that is much more effective out of the pocket than he is in the pocket. And to me, that's, again, the blueprint for that to me is the Baltimore Ravens and what the great John Harbaugh has done, has done there with Lamar Jackson. He has tailored, they have tailored their offense around Lamar Jackson's strengths. And that's what the Jets have to do here now with Zach Wilson. And they need to be more of a run-first team. They need another wide receiver. You know, you got Elijah Moore. Obviously, to all the wide receivers. Yesterday, they had no wide receivers. I mean, Jason Crowder was out. The only guy they really had was Cole. They did have Berrios, uh, you know. But he's really, you know, he's more of a, uh, a situational guy as a wide receiver. Even though, as I said, I want this guy back and they better sign him. You know, the tight ends have been okay. You know, Griffin and Croft have been okay this year. Griffin is now out for the year. The Jets could really use a real tight end, that's for sure. But, you know, and again, you know, you look at Baltimore, they got a top-flight tight end in Mark Andrews. In that kind of an offense, you need a, a solid tight end, and that's something the Jets got to look at down the road, no doubt about it. But this is the way the Jets have to play, in my mind, to be effective offensively and to maximize the strengths of Zach Wilson. And they have to start putting run-pass options in there for Zach you know, he ran for 91 yards yesterday, a jet record for quarterbacks. I'm not sure who had the record. It probably is Richard Todd. I mean, off the top of my head, I would say Richard Todd had the record before Wilson broke it yesterday with his 91 yards rushing, you know, and it was the longest touchdown run ever by a jet quarterback, that 52-yard run. But they need to put designed runs in for Zach. There is no design runs for Zach outside of maybe on the goal line, you know, with a quarterback sneak or something like that. Even yesterday with a couple of those fourth down plays, how about how about having Zach have an RPO there? Don't just throw the ball into the end zone or just run it up the middle. Give me a break. This is what the Jets need to do. Message to Robert Sala. And how, isn't it amazing the Jets look better without Sala as the coach yesterday? How about that? Maybe Sala should coach all the games from a hotel room. Maybe he should do that and let Middleton stay on the sideline. Even though I had my issues with Middleton, I got a little too aggressive, as I pointed out earlier, and I'll get to that in a second. But this is the message to Salah and LaFleur. Play to Zach Wilson's strengths. Play to your strengths. This should be a run-first football team. That's what they should be. It doesn't look like Zach Wilson is ever going to be a great pocket passer. All right. That said, that's what the Jets need to be doing going forward with this offense. As far as the game yesterday, obviously the big plays, the big run by Wilson, the big kick return by Braxton Barrios, tremendous, no doubt about it. But the Jets should have won this game a lot easier than having to sweat it out with the uh, uh, Jaguars on the one-yard line on fourth and goal and not getting into the end zone. I mean, let's, let's be honest about it. First of all, right before halftime, okay, the Jets are sitting there. You had to get some points on the board before halftime instead of going for it on fourth down, not getting it, 
and leaving points on the board. They should have been up 16-12 at halftime, not 13-12. Hey, Ron, kick the damn field goal there. Give yourself a four-point lead. And then later on in the game, when they went for – after they get that big strip sack, that tremendous play by Mosley, he sacks Trevor Lawrence, who really had days to throw the whole the entire game. In this particular play, sacks him, 28-yard loss, strips him. Blair picks it up. Of course, God forbid he picks it up and runs it in for a touchdown. That doesn't happen. Thank God at least he fell on the ball. The Jets had to get points out of that. You can't run a fake field goal from the seven-yard line, wherever it was, when you need four yards, and have the punter run it. What is that? I, look, I'm, I'm all for fakes. We saw on the first uh, series of the game for Jacksonville, remember, they ran a fake punt and got the first down. You know, there's situations in the game, I'm all for a fake punt every now and then, fake field goal. This was not the place to do it. You had to get points after that turnover. You can't leave points on the field after a turnover like that and they get nothing out of it with that ridiculous, and it, really, braided man running the ball, give me a break, that ridiculous fake field goal. That was a terrible call. I'm sorry. You could tell me that Middleton was being aggressive. You know, they're a 3-11 team. I get all of that. You had to get points after that big turnover. Give me a freaking break, okay? Please, give me a freaking break. But they were able to survive it when all was said and done. And even at the end, can C.J. Mosley catch that ball? I mean, on, on third down, whatever it was, I guess it was second down because then Lawrence spiked the ball on third down. I didn't get that either. But how about C.J. Mosley catching the damn football there? The game's over. Catch the ball. He might have ran for a touchdown. There was nobody in front of him. Catch the freaking ball. The ball goes right through Mosley's hands, and Marvin Jones catches it, which actually turned out to be a good thing because it, it kept the clock running and really kind of forced the hand there of them to, you know, to spike the ball. And then, of course, uh, uh, the pass was broken up by Gidry on fourth down. It wouldn't have mattered anyway because it turned out to be an illegal shift penalty on the uh, on the Jaguars. But, you know, the play gets broken up. The Jets hold on and win the football game. And, you know, I'm happy to win. I want to win. I want to win. You know, they've won twice the amount of games they won last year. You know, I want a winning season next year, but if you tell me that they're going to double their win total next year and get to eight, okay, I probably wouldn't be thrilled with that, and it depends how they get there. But if you're showing me significant progress, because I want a winning season. I've had it with losing seasons, and I've certainly had it with double-digit losing seasons, which is all this team does. As I mentioned earlier, or in an earlier podcast, remember – uh, four, since 1970, 14 of the 16 head coaches they had have had, except for Parcells and Grow, have had at least one 10-plus loss season, at least one. And most of these guys have had multiple 10-plus <laughs> loss seasons. So, you know, minimum next year I want to see you double this freaking win total. And I still have no confidence in Robert Sala, none at all. Like I said, maybe they were better off with him not coaching the game. Who knows? The bottom line is they come out with the win. And again, I am going to continue to emphasize this point as a Jet fan. This team needs to play to the strengths of Zach Wilson. The strength of Zach Wilson is him creating things out of the pocket. Doesn't look like this kid's ever going to be a great pocket passer. And even yesterday, he made some real good throws. That throw to Barrios was huge, no doubt. 
You also hit Jeff Smith right in the hands, and Smith dropped the ball, of course. That's why Jeff Smith's not really an NFL player and doesn't belong on, on an NFL roster, but he's there because of all the COVID insanity and all the injuries to the, uh, to the wide receivers and all of that. That was a real good pass as well. Even the pass to McDermott for the touchdown was not a great throw. McDermott made a great play. I mean, he adjusted to catch that ball. He's wide open, but he had to kind of, you know, move back almost to the back shoulder to catch the ball. McDermott actually is, is probably better as a tight end than he is as a blocker. Because remember last week when he had to fill in for Font uh, in the uh, loss to the, to the Dolphins, he was terrible. He was getting destroyed last week trying to uh, fend off the uh, the Dolphin pass rush. So even that throw by Wilson wasn't great and a nice catch by McDermott. They need to play to the strengths of Zach Wilson. Okay, the Joe Beningo Oda Payne podcast. Let me bring in my sponsors here. We'll start uh, with my buddy uh, Isaac down at uh, Beach Camera in Edison. You know the deal. You can find incredible prices. You know what? If you're looking to uh, – to spend spend some money, the money you got for Christmas or the, the gift cards or whatever, go check out Beach Camera. They've been in business for over 30 years. They offer all the top brands, LG, Samsung, Sony. Give my buddy Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. Stop in at 80 Carter Drive, Edison. Let him save you some money this uh, holiday season and any season. Use uh, code JOEB for 15 bucks off your order of $100 or more. Beach Camera. Dot com. Check it out. My good buddy, Isaac Beach Camera. Again, 732-993-6385. Of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company. Don't forget, January 14th, it's a Friday night. The, uh, the weekend leading into the first weekend of the NFL playoffs, we're going to do our second live podcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company. You want to come in, check it out. John Jastrzemski will be with me again. And you know the deal with the Hackensack Brewing Company. They're 10 minutes off the GW Bridge. Uh, right off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood, there's always 12 beers on tap, which you can enjoy in their outdoor beer garden or the tap room. And maybe not outdoor right now, but certainly as the weather gets better, plenty of packaged goods as well. My good buddy Mike Jones, he's pumped up. Big win for his Raiders yesterday. They've won two in a row. Big win over the Broncos to get to 8-7 and seven and put themselves with two weeks to go right into the mix for making the playoffs in the AFC. In the, AFC uh, the tap room. Is open from 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, uh, 2 to 10 on Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sundays. You can check out the HackensackBrewingCompany.com to place an order for pickup or home delivery. Go check them out. 78 Johnson Avenue, Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. Again, Friday night, January 14th. I'll be there with John Jastrzemski, our second live uh, podcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company, the weekend uh, uh, of the preceding what will be the first weekend of the NFL playoffs. And then... Of course, my buddies at Anita Tires in uh, uh, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Go see Ari. Go see my son, Johnny. What a big game tonight for my son, Johnny, and his Saints. Huge game. Uh, all kinds of playoff implications in New Orleans tonight. The Saints and the Dolphins, both teams sitting there at 7-7. Seven and seven, Both teams needing a win. This almost looks like, to me, an elimination game tonight as far as the uh, NFL playoffs are concerned. The loser of this game tonight, to me, is not making the playoffs. The winner, while not guaranteed to make it, certainly in a real good position to somehow get into the playoffs. So big game tonight. Good luck to my son, Johnny. Good luck to the Saints. I won't say so much to my buddies, JJ, and 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 all the Dolphin fans out there. I'll be a little, you know, I'm not going to be so benevolent to them. 
But nevertheless, we'll see. Anyway, big game tonight, Monday Night Football in New Orleans with the Saints and the Dolphins. And Ian Book starting this game at quarterback for New Orleans. Give me a freaking break. Anyway, check out Anita Tire. All your, all your tire needs, all your car service needs. Go see Ari. Go see my son, Johnny. Tell him I sent you. They'll take care of you. All right. The Joe Beningo Ode of Pain podcast, Monday, December 27th. Right, let's, a, let's take a look a little bit yesterday at uh, the NFL games from yesterday and all the teams that have clinched. All right. So far, you got six teams in the league that have clinched a playoff spot. We'll start with the Cowboys who clinched the NFC East yesterday. They actually clinched it before the game even started, uh, then went out and absolutely smoked the Washington football team. They beat them 56-14 yesterday in Dallas. Dallas sitting at 11-4. They have clinched the NFC East, so that's number one. The Packers had already clinched the NFC North two weeks ago in that win over the Ravens last week. They clinched the NFC North. Of course, they had that win over the Browns 24-22 on Saturday, so they have already clinched uh, the uh, NFC North. And remember, they have the best record right now in the NFC to sit in there with the number one seed. By the way, if I was a Cleveland Brown fan, and the Browns, the seven and eight, they're not making the playoffs, let's be real. If I was a Cleveland Brown fan, I would be, A, beyond ticked off at the head coach, Stefanski, and, of course, ticked off at the very overrated Baker Mayfield. Let's be honest, he's not any good. And this is a game where the Cleveland Browns were gouging, gouging Green Bay running the football. Every time Nick Chubb touched the ball, he was getting 10 yards. And Stefanski couldn't wait to have Baker start chucking the ball. Wound up throwing four interceptions in this game. Could have threw about six. There was another one that the uh, Packer cornerback dropped. There was another one that one of the defensive linemen almost picked off. He could have easily threw six interceptions in this game, Mayfield. And... In a game where they ran Cleveland for over 200 yards, they were running the ball down the throat. There was one play they had like a third and 20, and they ran for like 25 yards in the first down on third down. Are you kidding me? If I was a Brown fan, I would be livid, which Stefanski, livid with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield does great commercials. He could always go work for the progressive uh, progressive insurance company for the rest of his life because he, I'm sure he's set with that. But he is not that good. Let's be real. And I'm sure I speak for a lot of Browns fans when I say that. Just a terrible performance by Mayfield and a terrible performance by Kevin Stefanski in that loss to Green Bay in a game they certainly should have won on on Christmas night. No doubt about it. All right, so the Packers have clinched the NFC North. The Bucs have clinched the NFC South. They're 11-4. They play the Jets this week. And that might help the Jets. Maybe the game will be competitive because – you know, Tampa, well, they're playing for playoff seeding, but, and they could still be the number one seed. So I'm sure they'll be engaged. And you know what? Brady wants to stick it to the Jets anyway. But Tampa has already clinched the NFC South. And then the Rams and the Cardinals have both clinched playoff spots. Now, the Cardinals have now lost three consecutive games as they are just in free fall. They lost on Saturday to the red hot Indianapolis Colts. The Rams have now lost, uh, excuse me, now won four games in a row. As they beat Minnesota yesterday, Cooper Cup, what a year he's having. Another 100-yard-plus uh, game for him. The Rams have now jumped into first place in the NFC West. They're 11-4. and four. The Cardinals have lost three in a row. They're 10-5. and five. But both of them, although the uh, division is still up for grabs, both of them have clinched playoff spots. So five teams clinching playoff spots in the NFC. Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa, the Rams, 
and the Cardinals. And in the AFC, the Chiefs, who absolutely dismantled the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday, 36-3, uh, excuse me, 36-10 in Kansas City. They have now won seven in a row. They're 11-4. and four. They got the best record in the AFC, and they have clinched the AFC West. And I'll tell you right now, they look like they're on their way to their third consecutive Super Bowl. They really do. They look like the best team right now in the NFL. They did get a hit yesterday because Clyde uh, Edwards-Hilaire got hurt, maybe separated his shoulder. He might be done for the year. I don't know what the deal is yet on that. We'll see. But right now, the Chiefs look like the best team in the NFL. And their defense, we all know about their offense. They didn't have Kelsey yesterday because of the COVID. Didn't matter. Their defense is terrific. It really is. And that right now has really what has sparked this seven-game winning streak for Kansas City. So watch out. I think they're on their way to the Super Bowl again. So that's where it's at. Uh, the other game I want to throw in there, and I was totally wrong about this. I didn't have a great week picking games. I was only two and three this week after being red hot the uh, three weeks before that, going 14 and one, two and three. I was lucky to get the two wins. But how about the uh, Bills yesterday? And I've been all over Buffalo saying they're the most overrated team in the league. Well, right now, they got a clear path after beating up, and they really did beat up the Patriots yesterday in Foxborough. They got a clear path to the AFC East title. They play the Falcons at home and then the Jets at home, and I don't see any way Buffalo is not winning the division. I don't see how that's happening. Uh, New England plays Jacksonville this week at home. So Buffalo, you, you got to figure both of them, both Buffalo and New England are going to win this week. And so Buffalo is going to have to win that game against the Jets the last week of the season to win the division, you know they're going to pound the Jets. and They might put up 50 in that game. All right, the Joe Beningo Ode of Pain podcast. Again, I want to thank all my sponsors, uh, Hackensack Brewing Company, Beach Camera, Need a Tire. I want to thank everybody that's, uh, that's continued to listen to these podcasts. It's been a lot of fun doing them. We, of course, will have our uh, Friday podcast. It'll be New Year's Eve. We'll be doing our uh, Friday podcast. We'll do my NFL picks for Week 17 and all of that. Everybody have a great one, really the best week of the year, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Enjoy it. Have a great week. Enjoy the big game tonight with the Saints and the Dolphins. All the love, everybody. I'll talk to you with the Oda Payne podcast on Friday.